0: We welcome you back to another edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. Hi, everyone. I'm Jim Mitchell. And uh, on this edition of the podcast, I welcome once again, Attorney Tim Hughes of LaBelle Law. Tim is here to talk to us about uh, an interesting topic in the news, um, one that uh, is going to get some attention. And this uh, conversation is going to take a look from a little bit different angle. So first of all, Tim, always a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for uh, joining me today.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Jim. Always a pleasure.
0: So um I, I mentioned kind of a topical subject today. We're going to talk about student loan forgiveness. But interesting, as we are uh, recording this conversation, the Supreme Court is hearing arguments about uh, uh, the president's uh, desire to uh, forgive student loan. But it's, it's not really our focus today. Ours is more uh, dealing with a, a Department of Justice initiative and some uh, lawsuits that have been brought um, because it deals specifically with bankruptcy. So uh, we're going to talk about discharging student debt through bankruptcy. Um, And just quickly, is this this kind of a new topic or is this something that you've dealt with in the past?
1: It's not a new topic per se. Uh, People always think that student loans are not dischargeable in bankruptcy, and that's not actually the case. There's a presumption that they're not dischargeable. But the uh, debtor, the the borrower, has a uh, very, very difficult uh, uh, road to uh, or hurdles to overcome in overcoming that presumption. Uh, It used to be that they had to establish essentially a certainty of hopelessness in their life. And that got uh, refined or lowered a little bit from a certainty of hopelessness to what's a Bruner test which was still very difficult. It was the present ability to pay, future ability to pay, and what was the debtor's uh, good faith efforts between the time of the loan and the filing of the bankruptcy. And it's that three-part test that back in November of 2022, uh, the DOJ said we need a little more uniformity and maybe not have such a draconian uh, view on the, um, those three-part tests. So they won't say they lowered the standard, but they got it more uniform, uh, okay. with this administration's policies. So it's applicable for cases that are open as of November 17, 2022, and thereafter.
0: Well, um, a couple of things we're going to dive into there, and, and having had you on the podcast many times in the past, we know there's different types of bankruptcy, and we'll talk about if this applies to all, but I think what gets lost in many of these conversations is there's also a lot of different types of student loans uh, that can create debt. Um, do you have or can you share just some of the different types? Because I know there's grants, there's loans, there's private loans. Are they all covered in this?
1: i uh, No, the uh, dischargeability is for government loans issued by the government, not backed by the government, but issued by the government. So if you went through a private lender, they may get uh, backing from the government, but that being a private student loan is not covered by this. Uh, This initiative only covers the actual loans from the government directly, but it still covers a large number, but not the vast majority of cases.
0: And You mentioned the uh, November 22 um, introduction of the three-part test. Uh, is there a, a uh, time frame on you know when these loans originated? Does it go back to any existing loan, or do we know what the coverage might be?
1: Uh, any uh, existing loan is covered, uh, again, issued by the federal government, And uh, it's only able to um, be asserted by a debtor that has their case open. So if somebody received a discharge and their case was closed the day before the initiative, they cannot reopen their case to file this adversary. An adversary is a lawsuit in the bankruptcy to uh, resolve a specific item. And in this case, the dischargeability of
0: uh, student loan. Now, have you uh, handled cases like this? Uh, have you had uh, filings and is uh, any experience going through this new process?
1: In uh, 30 years, we've uh, only had, <laughs> excuse me, uh, one before this uh, DOJ uh, uh, announcement. Mm-hmm. And uh, that uh, didn't come to a conclusion because of various reasons. Uh, we just recently filed one now on a case that uh, we believe fits the criteria uh, uh, outlined by the DOJ so I'm hoping to uh, meet with you again on uh, favorable uh, results.
0: Excellent. So uh, let's go into some of the details. You had mentioned the new three-part test. Can you kind of take us through what those steps are now and what it means for you or your client that uh, what steps they'll need to go through?
1: Okay, uh, the first is almost the gimme. It's present inability to pay. And typically, if somebody's in a bankruptcy, they're having difficulty paying their debts as they come due. So um, that is looked at uh, or is one of the criteria. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, it may take a little more heightened view by DOJ and saying, you know, whether uh, a certain expense is legit or this or that but that first prong should be somewhat easily made. The second is future ability to pay. Now, future ability to pay just assumes that that present is is not just a photo of today, but it's of the future. And the future is a long, long time ahead that uh, some of the factors that uh, uh, they'll look at for inability to pay is, are the loans well over 10 years. Is the person filing over the age of 65 uh, inability to pay, you know, in the past 10 years, were they unemployed for five years or more? Uh, Are they disabled and uh, some other factors like that? So the future ability to pay really takes some work and unique circumstances to uh, show that that's that going to be that going forward. Good faith efforts are what happened prior to the filing of the bankruptcy. Uh, did this person, you know, get the student loans? And um, oh, another factor on the uh, uh, or good faith is also uh, did they graduate? You know, mm-hmm. did something happen to prevent them from graduating? You know, if they were going to medical school and they got into a car accident and could no longer be a surgeon but then change careers or this or that, then uh, that's a factor. Or did they make some payments? And going to the lender and saying, I can't pay is good faith effort. If if they deemed you uh, in a deferment because you had the inability to pay, that's good faith that you communicated and contacted them and said, at this time, I can't pay. So that's not going to be held against you. It's not that you have to have X number of payments per uh, year to show good faith.
0: So uh, presenting the findings or the claims in these three areas now, does that go to the court? Does that go to the DOJ? Who handles that analysis in in the process? Well,
1: in the lawsuit, the judge is the final uh, arbitrator of the decision, but Uh, To help the judge, the DOJ developed a a debtor attestation form that is rather uh, involved and DOJ will work with the plaintiff or the debtor in evaluating that. And then it may be a a decision of uh, uh, between the parties that this is a fair amount or if they can't agree, then it goes to the judge who will then make a decision.
0: We're uh, talking with uh, shareholder in the news of the Bell Law today, taking a look at uh, the question of whether or not uh, student loan debts can be uh, uh, forgiven in, uh, in a uh, bankruptcy filing, uh, talking about a new process that was instituted in November of, 2020, or of 2022 by the uh, DOJ, and we're kind of getting an update on that. Um, you mentioned, Tim, at the beginning that there was a significant threshold in the past that made it virtually impossible to pursue this. Um, now you've outlined, uh, you know, some steps that um, may require some legwork and, uh, you know, some effort to, to prove a point. From your view as an attorney handling bankruptcy cases, is this a viable opportunity? Does this look like it's um, at least gives opportunity to some of these people uh, as opposed to what they faced in the past?
1: Uh, Yes, it does seem to kind of give a more uh, uh, favorable possibility for a reduction in student loan debt, again, issued by the federal government uh, for those cases where there is a hardship and it, uh, you know, uh, doesn't or it looks permanent Mm -hmm. and that uh, relief should be granted. Uh, In the past, there was that three-part test that how the courts were viewing that was very difficult to overcome, Uh, but at least from what we're seeing right now, uh, the government is going to be more, uh, uh, I won't say giving away the the store, but uh, we'll be a little more uh, relaxed in uh, uh, applying the standards.
0: Uh, Is this going to be a a binary decision? It's all forgiven or not forgiven, or would there be some negotiation or some amount?
1: It's in the legal field, so it's always (laughs) in that gray area. Uh, Yeah, a resolution could be, you know, you have a 100,000 student loan. uh, We think your hardship warrants relief of 70,000 that you could pay 30. And if the debtor doesn't believe that, then they can go to the judge and the judge could say, hey, I think you can pay half of it. Or the judge could say, you can't pay any of it.
0: Got it. And uh, for the various factors that the DOJ will look at, are they all kind of weighed the same or are there certain pieces that they go, well, that's that's the first thing we're going to look at and that's the, the key one?
1: Uh, they haven't. Uh, provided a weighting system for the factors. And it's uh, our job to say that the factors in favor of the uh, client are the most heavily or should be the most heavily weighted. So uh, it all depends.
0: Um, Now, as you look at a normal bankruptcy proceeding, I know sometimes they can take some time to wind their way through. And this being a a sort of a new instance, do you anticipate that these cases are going to take a little bit longer? Um, what's your outlook in, in terms of how uh, how, how courts might start dealing with this uh, kind of new initiative?
1: Okay. Well, uh, that answers one of your questions that you didn't directly ask me earlier. Does it apply to Chapter 7 and 13? And that was 11? coming. Okay. And uh, the short answer is yes, it applies to all three. Okay. Uh, a, an 11 and a 13 can go five years so um, uh, and I guess as long as the case is open that adversary could be filed towards the end of the proceeding it would probably make more sense to file it sooner than later Uh, but uh, there may be a few reasons why you'd wait longer down the road Uh, in the chapter seven that proceeding is relatively quick from start to finish it's a little over maybe 90 days It can be extended, but the debtor in a Chapter 7 has to make a quick decision and uh, get the adversary filed while the case is open.
0: Okay. Um, This is all new, as as you mentioned, uh, uh, a lot of recent changes and things that we'll be going through for the first time. Anything? else about this process that someone who's in this situation might want to be aware of, if it's kind of on their radar, any other things we didn't cover today that should be discussed?
1: Well, uh, they should kind of look at their student loan history and kind of see what um, progress they made towards uh, resolving it, what steps they took, or if they didn't, why didn't they? And if they come to their bankruptcy attorney, they should be able to say, uh, hey, I've got the student loan directly from the federal government and, you know, explain why they think uh, it's not fair to repay it.
0: Okay. Uh, always a lot of good information available at labellaw.com, including information about uh, Um But uh, for people who want to maybe have detailed conversation about this topic, Tim. Um best way to reach you to have have that conversation?
1: Uh either can call at 847-705-7555 and ask for me or email thughes at com, or go to our website and contact me via that. That's ww.lovelllaw.com.
0: Wonderful. And Hughes, thanks for joining us. Uh, great conversation today. And as you said, let's uh Get together and talk again once uh, that case gets resolved. We learn a little bit more about it. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks Sam.